Hey friend, watch out, cause things might get a little uncomfortable today. How is your media consumption these days? If you're like most women living in this modern world with an extra appendage attached to your body nearly 24 seven, it's probably not a stretch to say it's more than you'd like, right? Well, things are gonna get a little interesting on the podcast today because my guest, Amy Stout, actually helps influencers to build their online presence. What? The one who is trying to get our eyes and clicks is telling us to moderate our media consumption? Yep, and she's doing it with true genuineness through her own personal example that I know will challenge and inspire you with your media consumption and your time. Amy is the host of The Peaceful Entrepreneur, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs find a peaceful mindset in the everyday of building their businesses. She also runs a creative outsourcing agency for influencers called Abide Outsourcing. With three years of business experience, she is passionate about having balance and peace in her daily life and helping her listeners and clients to do the same. So are you ready to take an honest look at your media consumption and what God might be calling you to or not to do? Good, click play. I promise this media consumption will be well worth your time. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs, to serving your clients, investing in relationships, to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Redeem Her Time podcast. This is Lissa Figgins, and I am so glad that you are taking the time, even if you're busy doing things while you're multitasking, to tune in today because we have an amazing topic today and an amazing guest. So I want to introduce you guys to Amy Stout. And Amy, I'm just going to let you actually tell us a little bit about you. 
Tell us what you're juggling in this season of life. Now, my audience is in midlife and you are not, but it's fun to like think about different stages of life and what kinds of things are on your plate. So tell us a little bit about what you're juggling right now. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Lissa. It's great to be here and great to have another conversation. I loved having you on my podcast. So I'll shout that out so everyone can go listen to your episode. But I am currently, um, I guess, a young professional. I'm a few years out of college. I started a business two years after graduating college, which is now three years old. The business is three years old. Um, I got married right out of college. So we are just over four years of marriage and um, no kids, no pets yet. So the business and the marriage are like the two big things in my life. And, um, and our big goal for this year is to purchase a home. And so I feel like that's a big kind of thing taking up my, my mental space and some of my time and my finances, of course. So, um, so yeah, that's there because it's a great location. Yes. Oh my gosh. South Carolina coast, low country, Hilton Head Island area. Um, husband grew up vacationing there and it did not take me long to fall in love with it. And I just love the idea of kind of small town coastal living. I have dreams of having rentals and a coffee shop. And so it's going to be awesome. Wow. <laughs> so, hey, I will be coming to visit. So make sure you yes, please. your new address and when that coffee yes. shop opens. And all you have to do is come to the Midwest in the winter and you'll be ready for coastal living in South Carolina. <laughs> so pretty much. <laughs> I love that you jumped into a business at the age you did because I just turned 50. And for me, it was the year I turned 40 that I started a business. And even then it took me several years to kind of figure out exactly who I was and what I was, God was calling me to do and what that looked like. So I'm kind of curious a little bit, you know, because you've jumped right in and you're like, yep, this is what I'm doing. So tell us a little bit more about like, what kind of business you have, like how you feel like God has called you to that really what's your heart behind what it is that you do. Yes, that's a great question. I have a fully online business and we support influencers. So people who are making their money by creating content online and they've gotten to the point where their platform is so large that they cannot manage all the background work themselves and they need a team. And this is kind of problem to have, right? Don't we all want that? We're so big. We can't handle our own stuff. (laughs) Exactly. And it's a newer profession. It's kind of uncharted territory. There isn't this like prescribed structure that you typically take when you need a team as an influencer. And so we are kind of a sweet spot of we've already kind of built a structure. They just have to bring us in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of influencers started their businesses in COVID And so they're all getting to the point now that they need help. Right. So it works out really, it's working out really nicely. Um, I have my husband actually full-time working and doing a lot of client work. We have two other girls who do the rest of the client work and I do all of the management and like actual running the business itself as well. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I know a lot of my audience are solopreneurs right now. So ladies, I want you to listen and start thinking about what that's going to look like when you have a team, when it's not all on your plate, right? And there are other people that you're bringing on that can 
help take some of that load off of you. So it frees you up for what we call the CEO tasks, right? Like visionary, the more decision-making, the action-taking, you know, those forward-facing types of things. Okay. Well, this is going to be a really interesting conversation today, Amy, because I have a bone to pick with you. You ready for this? (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) I help women with their time, right? And as we talk about time, we talk about distractions. Now, I first want to say that I think uh, most of our distractions are actually internal. And I teach that in my program and all of that, because I think it's really easy for us to point the finger around us to all and blame like everyone else, right, that we're distracted. But let's be honest, we now live in a day and age where we carry this extra appendage around with us all the time. And those influencers you work with and, you know, all the other people that it's their job to get their content in front of us are doing a really good job because we are giving a lot of our time away to these screens. So, okay. So this is like, this is so great. Like, okay. Media and we are going to talk media consumption. Okay. Because yeah, like I, I was telling you before we started hit record a year ago for Lent, we did a series called redeem your phone time. So if anyone listening did not hear that series, I highly recommend you go back and listen because we didn't say we're going to throw away our phone for the, you know, Lent season, because let's be honest, it's kind of hard to live life without these, but we did really stop and take a look at how is it affecting us? How can we use it less? And when we use it, how can we be more intentional? Okay. So this whole idea of social media consumption, and I know there were people who did the challenge with me and they went right back to their same social media and just media consumption habits when we were done, because it's kind of like where we are right now. So I want to dive into this with you. Okay. So let's start off with like, tell me a little bit about your history with media consumption and like what you, how you've addressed it in the past. Yeah. I, the irony isn't lost on me of of how, how exactly the people that we're working with, we're just trying to get eyes and clicks and, and I've wrestled with that with like the consumerism and with like helping people do that. Um, and, and to, to share like why I feel God has called us to this is these people have a platform and some of our, um, some of our clients are believers. So we are, you know, directly helping them get the gospel out into the world, you know, you know, to more people than we ever could. But to our clients who are not believers, we have the opportunity to be mm-hmm. an example of Jesus in their life. And, and I don't even know, you know, the Lord could do so many things with that. And so that's kind of where I find my peace, you know, and, but it is, it's hard. Um, and then I, my podcast, the peaceful entrepreneur podcast that I started a year ago, um, is also directly a paradox because I talk a lot about things to do to keep your peace and what we're going to talk about today absolutely is part of that. Um, but that also means cutting out a lot of things. And so I might tell you on my podcast that you might, you know, you might not lead, need to be listening to my podcast if it's not a healthy value for you. Right. Exactly. For you. Yeah. So anyways, as far as my history with media consumption, um, Instagram came out when I was in high school. So I've had Instagram and Facebook since high school and I never really tried to take a hold of my consumption until college. That's when I went on my first, like, I think it was like a six month complete social media break. Okay. Since then I've been on a couple other, like two to three month full, like Instagram breaks. Um, 
And then last year, about a year ago, actually for Lent, I gave up TikTok. Mm. And about a week in, I was like, I am never re-downloading this. Oh, interesting. It was yeah. so, so helpful. And I can get <laughs> it all the like, time I have. Wow. I know. And I mean, we can talk about, we're going to talk about this, but just the mental clarity that I had because there weren't three zillion extra thoughts bouncing around all the time. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even tell you. So I've definitely been on all of the social media and the, the long story short of it is I have really reined back and pulled back as time has gone on, especially in these last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to like pay attention. So often we're just doing things. It just becomes the new normal. It's, it's almost funny. And you know, you were in high school when this came out. Right. So, but you've kind of always had like cell phones, right? Like I remember being in the movie store and I remember like laughing because somebody next to me was on the phone trying to make a decision about what movie to pick out. And I was, I remember telling my husband, can't they talk about that before they leave the house? Like, Really? And then, you know, of course, I'm like messaging, texting my family when I'm somewhere. Hey, what do you think about this? Or do you want me to pick this up? Right? Like, it's almost like it just becomes like the new normal. And then we just kind of like forget that life could or ever did, you know, look different. Um, It's interesting because I work with, you know, busy Christian women who are also entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. And some of them have brick and mortars. Um, And so I think they come into this conversation as well, but a lot of them have some kind of a virtual service-based or product-based business. And so we are on our devices. We are, you know, we are, we are being told to be everywhere all the time. And we are also then, you know, kind of in the, the realm where it's really easy for us to access things. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you are an entrepreneur, right? So like, like when you think about like, why does this then become a problem or a struggle specifically for us as entrepreneurs? And then what does it cost us personally? But what does it also cost us professionally? Like, how does this start ripple effect? You talked about, yeah, 3000 ideas or thoughts going through your head all the time, right? Just because I saw it now, I'm all of a sudden thinking about it. Yeah, I think of two main things that I think the are the problems that it causes that I'm sure there's more. But specifically for us women entrepreneurs, the first one being comparison. Mm. Because when we get on social media, the first thing we do is compare us to the people that we're looking at. Whether we are being prideful and thinking that we're better or talking ourselves down and thinking that we're worse. Right. Or for me, it's like I see something and I'm like, oh, I should be doing that. Mm. And then I put that pressure on myself that I don't need to put on. And so I think it's like a a self-esteem and like health of mindset thing Mm -hmm. really for women because we're just wired that way. And then the other big thing that we've already kind of started hitting on is the distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, social media, it truly is a distraction. And I fully believe, and we're talking about social media. It could be any media. I really want to talk about any media, YouTube, podcasts, books, you know, TV, all of the above Mm -hmm. um, can absolutely be a distraction that we either use to numb when we don't want to be doing work or we're having a painful like inner feeling and we want to get rid of it. Um, But by virtue of 
allowing ourselves to be distracted, then we interrupt our productivity. Yeah. And by virtue of allowing ourselves to fall into those comparison spirals, we damage our self-esteem, which damages our confidence, which damages our ability to at like perform and like be the face of our business. Sure. Because you we're going to so be like, then, I'm not her, so I can't. Yeah. Therefore it is. You know, I find really interesting. Think about the history of media. And I love the fact that we're like going, this is not just about social media. Like, let's just talk media in general. Back in the day, like this is before my generation, right? Like you wanted to listen to, you wanted to watch media or consume media. You had to sit in front of one of those radio things in your living room. And guess what? There was like one for the whole house or like even the whole block. So like everybody gathered around and it was a way to bring people together. Well, then we started having like, yeah, motion pictures, like in movie theaters. So if you wanted to consume something, you would go to a movie theater. It would be this experience, right? You'd have to go get yourself there, buy your tickets, sit there with your popcorn, da, 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 whatever, right? Then like we started getting where now we could bring it into our homes where like you could go and rent, you know, back in the day, I remember going and like renting movies to bring home, you know? I do remember that. Okay. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you'd remember that, but yeah, but you had intention to like go, you had to legitimately drive to Blockbuster and check it out and make sure you had it back in a certain number of days. Or you're going to pay a late fee. I mean, it was like a thing, um, you know? And so it, again, it was more accessible, but it took more intention because you had to do all of that. Well, then all of a sudden, right now we have all these streaming devices. And so you can just click of a button, watch it. Well, now you can literally, and, and, and even then in that case, like it was always like together as a family, right? Because typically there was like one, maybe two TVs in your house back in the day. Well, now every room has a TV and anyone can watch anything on their, on their own personal device. So I feel like now we're even so much more isolated because we can consume whatever kind of media it is wherever we are. And it can only it, like just us. Right. Like my daughter could be upstairs in her bedroom watching a movie, which she did this to me over think over Christmas break. She watched a movie that she knew I wanted to watch without me. I was like, why did you not tell me? And she was like, I'm sorry. I had some time. I just really felt like I wanted to watch it. And so I did watch it on my own a couple of weeks later, but like, yeah, right. It's just, I, I had no idea that's what she was doing. Right. But yeah. I feel like the, the thing that's really coming to mind right now is media has become completely unlimited. Yeah. Whereas before there were limits, now there are none. Yeah. So we have to be the ones yes. to enforce those limits. Now we yeah. have like a we have a different responsibility now than exactly. than and the now they like start auto playing the next episode or the next show, I know. The next movie. It's like they get you, you finish the one, and already the next one's like you're like oh look at that, or you don't have to wait a yep. week between episodes. I don't know if you remember that, but like. Back in the day, you know, I had to wait a week to find out what happened at the end of that. Yeah. That cliffhanger before. So, Uh okay. So it's more accessible. I love how you just said we have to enforce the limits because there aren't limits. So we're talking healthy boundaries, which you talk about in our, around here all the time. Right. So like, how are you dealing with this now? You talked about kind of in the past, you kind of did these on again, off again, being off social media and stuff like that. So like, what's God doing in you in this area right now? And like, as you're looking forward 2024 and beyond, like, what's your plan? Yes, that's, I'm, I'm excited about this question because I'm trying a different approach this year than I ever really have for the breaks. I think the breaks are definitely necessary because there is this neural aspect to it that like you literally have to break the neural pathways. And so taking that break and 
distancing yourself, having a little purge is a great jump start to getting into better boundaries with media. Mm-hmm. And so I did do that. I I didn't really plan it this way, but I took one last winter break and then I took one this winter break and I was off from just before Thanksgiving until like a couple weeks into the new year. And, um, and during that time, I also even tried to limit, like I really didn't watch much YouTube. I didn't listen to podcasts. I tried to very much limit it to like Christmas movies with my family and books and like music instead sure and so what i'm working on this year is because i through these breaks and through these different experiments i've learned this is a big thing that i think is important is learn what your how your brain reacts to these different things and so i've learned i kind of know what happens in my brain when i'm on instagram now So I can adjust my interaction with Instagram to make sure that I'm using it just as a tool. Mm -hmm. And I know how my brain reacts when I watch a YouTube video or when I listen to a podcast. And something that really stuck out to me in December of this year that I wanted to really hold on to is consuming more long form instead of short form content. Sure. And consuming content that people spent a lot of time ruminating over before they put it out into the world. Like give us some examples, like what kinds of things would fit into that category for you? For me, that's, that's books and that's movies. And that's some, I feel like TV shows. I mean, some, you kind of have to make your own judgment there. Um, music too you know people spend long time writing a a song Mm -hmm. and I think some podcasts fit into that category I feel like this podcast is like you put a ton of thought and there's so much value but me listening to a fluffy pop culture podcast that's just like two people having a conversation I don't need that extra information like you know and so drawing that boundary and and so I've been in a habit of reading fiction for a few years now, but I wanted to introduce nonfiction. So I've downloaded an audiobook app. Now I'm listening to a lot of nonfiction, whether it be a biography, a spiritual book, or a business or mindset book. Yeah. I've really been enjoying that. Still reading my um reading my fiction. And then during my work day, I am not listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos. I'm trying to like keep my brain on as singular of a focus as I possibly can. (laughs) So instead of trying to fill every single second with incoming information, just letting myself have a more low key, slow, regular baseline. Like it's okay to look out the window. Look down at a screen, right? Like, yeah. I mean, gone are the days where like my kids in the back seat are just looking out the window, like we used to do as a family, and we had to like, you know, fight over who was controlling the radio for the whole car, right? But like, I think you're right. I mean, look around, right? You, we're in line at the grocery store, and you grab your phone. You know, you get to a red light, and you grab your phone. Hello, we should not be doing that. You know, we, you know, we're, we're waiting for something to a meeting to start or whatever. We have a quick minute between things, and I'm all about like. I think we need those buffer times in our day. I teach 
the Pomodoro method where you focus on one specific task for either 25 to 50 minutes. So yes, there is no time in there for YouTube and social media or podcasts and stuff like that, unless it's directly helping what you're doing. And then you take a five to 10 minute break, right? So yes, could it be that I listen to music during that? Or could it be that I quick wash something or take care of something or whatever during that time? Sure. But yeah, I think we use it as a time filler. Like whenever I have downtime, I just grab, I grab this. And what are we missing out on around here? Right. And I was, as I was telling you before we started, I've been reading articles lately that this is not just a younger generation problem. Like this is my generation and beyond problem too, where like our kids and grandkids are seeing more of the top of our head than they are the whites of our eyes. And because we're so much more distracted, whereas back in the day, All you had to, all you could do is like either literally have a book in your hand or play with your kid right now. It's like, oh, you play while I, you know, sit here and, and do all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's really, I think, causing us to miss out on a lot of things around us, even just like nature getting outside. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I fully agree. Big reason I want to move to the beach so I can just go right? on a beach walk. I know. Cause then who wants, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to live here and not be outside or not be, you know, right. things and things like that. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. It's just really good to think about this and to be challenged in this area because this is not a one size fits all. Right. And I was very clear when we did the redeem for phone time challenge, I'm not going to tell you how to do this, but I'm going to challenge your thinking and ask you to pay attention to how it's affecting you and, and how much it's affecting you. Because women tell me all the time, life is busy, 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 busy. I don't have time. There's never enough time. And then we go, okay, let's open up that thing on your phone that tells your screen time. Oh, wow. You know, the average person spends like three hours a day on social media. Hello. And I think it's like six hours in front of a screen. If you ever say, I don't have time, open up your phone. Even if it was only 45 minutes that your phone logged, that was 45 minutes that you could have chosen to do something else. It may have been really respectable things you did. It doesn't mean it was wasted. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think we do have time. Um, So how would we kind of create some kind of a plan for ourselves that does fit maybe our season of life, what we're trying to work on in our life and our business. And then also keeping in mind, like our personal, like what you said, how we individually react to having media around us all the time. Yeah. I, I do think that some sort of like full stop is necessary mm-hmm. because I think of like the object in motion stays in motion and the object at rest stays at rest. Sure. You can only self-reflect so much when you're in the midst of this consumption habit. And so I think taking, you know, whatever amount of time that you feel for yourself and that the Lord may lead you to, to step back, stop consuming and reflect, I think is, is really good because even subconsciously over a few days or a few weeks, stuff will float to the top, you know, and it'll, the Lord will make it clear Because if we're in relationship with him, then we have his spirit and he wants what's best for us. And so he's going to guide us to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think taking that time to analyze and, and just think, you know, what, what that I, am I consuming Mm -hmm. that is serving me well, or what could I start consuming that would serve me well, if there isn't anything, you know, um, And what am I consuming that is just taking up unnecessary space or actively negatively affecting my mental space? Right. Yeah, exactly. 
I love the idea. And this is something I teach inside my program of like trying an experiment. Like this doesn't have to be a forever thing. Like, like you said, totally decide for the, these two days or these two weeks or these two months or whatever the Lord lays in your heart, like be like, all I'm going to do it is for this amount of time. And then you get to decide. But what I love is like, what you said is like, when you did the TikTok, it, you were like, I don't need to go back. Like I experimented life without it. I realize my life is better without it. And I just make that my new norm as opposed to feeling like I'm being deprived of something or I can't, or, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Test uh, it out. Putting it time. Yeah. So yeah, ab- absolutely. After you, after you experiment, then it's, it is time to decide whether mm-hmm. the things that aren't serving you need to fully go or just need to be limited. Sure. And that is the thing that I'm trying differently this year that I'm excited about, mm. which is I'm not fully restricting myself on certain things that I just enjoy because right. I enjoy them. Right. Like yeah. you're allowed to just enjoy something and like, you know, we need rest. Yeah. We need to take a break. Yeah. So I don't, I, th- I just think it becomes a problem with it when it's in excess or sure. when it's happening at the wrong times. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on is like, there are a couple of specific podcasts and specific YouTube channels that I just really enjoy because I've watched them for a while. I'm invested in these people. I, you know, I feel like I'm in the room with them and it's a great way for me to wind down. And so I am not completely cutting them for, from my self, my habits, I'm just being very specific when I allow myself to consume them. Yeah, yeah. Because before I didn't really have any sort of limits to when. So sure. I'm like listening sure. to these fun downtime podcasts while I'm doing my work and it's like mismatched. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so now I'm like, okay, I see that YouTube video pop up or better yet. I don't check YouTube all week and then I see it on the weekend. And then like, I, I don't have to have notifications on stuff. for everything. I can right. I decide and then decide what I want. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like just it's setting out time for exactly when you're going to do what. Sure. When sure. I was planning my week, my year this year, I used a planner and this is actually part of my resources I was going to recommend. So I'll go ahead and say it now. Yeah. The company is Hustle Sanely. Okay. And um, it's their 2024 Peacefully Productive Weekly Planner that I got. Ooh, and it has, it's so good. It has this vision casting exercise in there that has your ideal morning, ideal afternoon, ideal evening. And for each of those spaces, you're listing, how do I want to feel Mm -hmm. during this time of my day? What are the things that I am going to do during this time of day? What are the things that I'm not going to do in this time Mm -hmm. of day? Yeah. So then it's very clear. Like my mornings are for thinking, reading, and spending time with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I am not checking work messages. I am not checking social media. Right. That's when, that's for my afternoons. Exactly. I love my afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I teach inside redeem her time is an ideal week. And we talk about not just asking what time is it, but what is it time for? And I teach just a recent episode on the podcast, the two plus three time blocking method I teach where you have two refills a day and I call them your bookends. It's how you start your day and how you end your day. And then you have your pour outs, right? And so, yes, you determine what's the focus of each of these parts of my day. Yeah. So then I know what's getting my attention and what's not right. But one of the things I find is that so often 
right? First thing in the morning, it's easy to like go to social or go to whatever. And so that's definitely, you know, it's putting the world in our heads and hearts first before the Lord. And that's going to direct our entire day. But the thing that I find that so many women, like, so they know that part, even if they are doing it, they're like, I know I need to change that, or they're working on it or whatever. Like that part's not as hard to convince somebody. But when I tell them they need to do a a refill at night, and that means unplugging from devices and media, like an hour before bed, Like so many people are like, well, that's how I refill. And I'm like, okay, maybe, but probably not, right? Like, yes, if it's a good book or if it's a really good podcast like this, then yes, it could be really refilling for you. But chances are it is a numbing out, which does not really refill you. And guess what? If I, here's what happens to me. If I watch or consume media other than a, like a book book that I can turn pages, I have a hard time sleeping. It's not that I can't fall asleep. Yes. I wake up still thinking about whatever it was that I was watching or doing, right? And so I know for me, I've had to set that boundary around my stuff gets unplugged an hour before bed. And then I, yeah, it can be just me and God and my husband and a book and wash my face. And maybe I go to bed early that day, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that evening time, I think is when we typically like, Oh, I'm just going to check my whatever. And then we're up like way later than we meant to be because we got sucked in by right. whatever it is. Fully agree. When I have cut, I cut my phone out of my morning routine completely yeah. because absolutely the second I pick it up, then it's, I'm a goner. Um, but I have also just this week, like I've heard about the turn your phone off a week or an hour before bed, but this week just had a moment where I was on my phone right up until bed, till I got into the bed. I don't sleep with my phone in my room anymore. So that's been great. Yeah. But I was on it right up until bed, which was not normal. And I could not fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to just turn it off and switch to book time at nine o'clock. Yeah. And turn off the TV, turn off. And because the blue light, I mean, there's actual scientifics to it, but there's also just like, the brain. Yeah. It's still going, still a way up here and it's not able to settle down and then really rest, you know, as so Right. I have a feeling this is going to be an ongoing struggle, right? We could keep talking of about over and over again, because it's only going to, there's only going to be more, right? Like there's only going to be more platforms and more outlets and more streaming services and more ways to access it and more, you know, like, because that's what a lot of people out there are getting paid to do, including the people you help. And this is not dissing what you do, right? But like, we, yeah. I, we still are responsible for our choices and our consumption, just like with food. I can't say, well, cause McDonald's made it. Like, I don't have a choice to just drive past. No, you have a choice to drive past the drive-through. You don't have to stop. Right. So like, first of all, what's a piece of encouragement you have for a woman listening today who's listening and she's like, okay, I'm, I am struggling with this. Like, uh, and now maybe she's feeling guilty or bad or like, you know, kind of that, like, ah, oh, I'm never going to fix this or, you know, oh, great. Now it's going to get worse. What's like, I'm done. Right. What would you say to her? Mm, yeah, that's, that's hard. And I have been there and I will be there. And I'm one of those persons that struggles a lot with shoulds. Uh, um, yeah. I should myself and I, I take shoulds from other people (laughs) and that's a constant battle for me. Um, I, I think it's a question that you need to ask yourself, like, do I need tough love or do I need like gradual? Mm -hmm. I think something that's of course important to remind yourself is that God's mercy is new every morning. And so just because you fall off the wagon one day doesn't mean you're a goner. Like you can, um, 
you you have a fresh slate. But um, the the reason I say the tough love is like, do you need to just cut something? Like, do you need to just sure. make an executive decision? Some people may be in that space. Um, but but for others with the gradual, I'm thinking about the book Atomic Habits mm. and, and the question of how can you start small? Because that's what I struggle with the most is I like see a problem and I realize how big the mountain of the problem is. And then of course, I'm not even going to start climbing it because I see how hard it's going to be. And so the, the best thing that you can do is say, how can I start small? What is one first step that I can take towards this and give yourself grace to go slowly. That's another big thing that I'm working on this year. For me, it's with, um, fitness. I've Mm -hmm. been in and out of good and bad fitness routines, you know, throughout my life. And, but it's usually like I'll get on a kick and then I'll be off of it after three weeks. And this year I was like, I am determined to stop doing that. <laughs> so it was my one personal goal for the year wow. is to maintain consistent, healthy habits. But the secret sauce to it from Atomic Habits is I'm starting extremely small and extremely manageable. Yeah. And so it's harder to talk myself out of it or allow myself to talk myself out of it. It's an easier mental, like mentally to get there, to hype myself up easier because it's a smaller step. And so I feel like that could be a really, really good solution for someone who feels like this is a mountain that they need to climb is just, hey, what's one, what's one first thing that you can work on for two weeks, a month, six weeks? Like you can do the same thing for an extended period of time. You don't just have to do that for three days. And then like next week you're expected to do more. Yeah, I you love know, that. Let yourself, let yourself go slowly and gradually. I think that's going to be our community question, right? So I always invite my guests into the redeemer time community where we take this conversation off the podcast where, I mean, here it's a two-way conversation. Usually it's me and the microphone. So it's like a one-way conversation of, you know, me talking, you know, but I feel like, yeah, we need to start figure out what is the step I'm going to take based on what I just heard. And so I'm looking forward to inviting you into the community and inviting those of you guys who are listening to come and join us in there because we are going to, yeah, what does this look like for you? And there's no shame. There's no judgment. There's no shoulda, woulda, couldas. Like it's your decision. You're the CEO of your life and business. And so you get to decide. And I would even like say that too, as well. Like I talked to a lot of women who it's like, well, my husband just wants to watch TV from after dinner till bedtime. So then I just sit there on my phone and I'm like, okay, but that doesn't mean just because he chooses that, that you have to choose media consumption. Right. And so, and yeah, and maybe it would rub off on him to like grab a book at a certain time or have certain nights the TV doesn't go on or, you know, whatever that is. And remember it affects, affects him differently than it affects you. So the comparison thing applies there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all in different places in our personal growth journey. And just because I feel a personal conviction about something like this, um, doesn't mean that my spouse or my family member or my friend or whoever has to, too. It's, it's what I'm being called to. Right. And so I love that. So, so tell us a little bit. Okay. You mentioned your podcast. So for sure, I want you to say it again and who it's for and just what, where's a great place to hang out with you and kind of who might be looking for you and what, how can they get in touch? Amazing. Yes. I, my business that you can find the website is abideoutsourcing.com. Just if you're curious, I'm not expecting you to 
become I'm a I'm sure client, I have lots but... of influencers listening to my podcast. <laughs> if listening, please tell me and like shout out and like come come say hi and let's see what we can do together. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to peek around abideoutsourcing.com. Um, but I, I didn't really explain the relationship between the podcast and the business for a really long time. I was actually trying to serve both influencers and entrepreneurs in my business. And I actually started the podcast when I was still in that mental state. And then shortly after I realized I can't serve these two audiences in the same way. I have to serve them in different ways. So that's when Abide became fully directed to influencers. And now the peaceful entrepreneur is fully dedicated to entrepreneurs. And I now view them as completely separate brands and businesses. And so I look forward to building out the peaceful entrepreneur brand. I want to do a community, you know, maybe a book, maybe courses, that kind of thing. Um, But anyways, because it's in baby stages, it is still connected. So the podcast website is actually abide outsourcing slash podcast. So that's where you can find out more about the peaceful entrepreneur. And then Instagram is very straightforward at abide outsourcing and at the peaceful entrepreneur. Okay, perfect. So we will link those in the show notes. So if you're listening, I always like, I always like to hear it out loud just in case I can't find the link somewhere, but, um, so you're looking for the abide outsourcing for now, but you're going to be directed to the peaceful entrepreneur. And don't, don't we want that, right? Like part, one of my taglines is we go from busyness to fruitfulness because busyness feels like hamster wheel. It feels like never enough, never enough time, never enough of me, never enough to go around. And I'm just hustle hurry to keep going versus when I'm fruitful, you think about a vine, a vine just has to abide. Look at this connection. Just, just to like, hey. came out of it, right. <laughs> like, yeah. And that vine isn't jumping from one, one branch to the next, hoping this one's going to make me more fruitful than this one. Cause guess oh what? Gosh, tell like, me about it. Connect, it's like, you're done. You're done for you're in the fire getting burned. Yeah. And ultimately, right. We're abiding in Christ and he is the one that produces the fruit through us. And that's my word this year is fruitfulness. So I'm thinking a lot about abiding. Mm-hmm. It, it goes into that for sure. So that's awesome. good, good. Well, yeah, we will link to that and I will grab the link to the episode that we did together. So that way people can listen to that. Um, cause it's always yes. different places and stuff like that. And yeah, continue the conversation inside the community. So thank yes. you for sharing your wisdom with us today, your expertise. And again, so interesting that you help people get in front of us. <laughs> and yet we're talking about how to be, you know, mindful and <laughs> not letting them get us all the time. So I, I love this. Yeah. We can have this. What a paradox. <laughs> yeah. And so I know a lot of women are going to be blessed, but they're going to be challenged listening to this. So if you're listening to this, right, I want you first of all to think about what's in this for me. What did I need to hear? What's my one nugget? What's God saying to me? And then ask the Lord prayerfully, not in a shaming or a judging or pointing the finger. Is there someone else in your life that might need to hear this too? Right. And if so, be like, wow, this just really made me think, I thought it might make you think too. Right. And I think we do, we say all, we do say all the time, I shouldn't be on my phone so much, or I shouldn't watch so much, whatever, like we say it, but then we don't follow through. So you just, you discern, right. Who this, who you want to share this with, but I know this is going to bless other people as well. And so I'm excited about that. So as we end, I always like to ask my guests this one question to get into your heart and calendar. What is one thing that you would love to make more time for in this season of your life or business? And what difference would that make for you? I think that the day blocking is, is this big deal for me right now. Um, I was in a season of 
stress spiraling and burnout in the last quarter of last year. And I noticed that my morning routine went out the window and it made such a big difference when I took those first two hours of the day to be with myself and be with the Lord instead of jumping straight into work. And so being extremely consistent, not wavering on my morning routine before work Mm. and practicing my mornings where I stay quiet and I do big thinking tasks and learning tasks and then keeping my afternoons where I'm caring for my clients and maybe allowing my brain to go a little bit ping pong because it has to at some point. Right. Um, But then also cutting it off, like cutting it off between four and five, knowing that like I can only sustain that for so long and I'm having that healthy evening routine where I can refill. And so honestly, just sticking with that is my goal. And I really look forward to a lot, whatever that's going to do. I feel like it's going to affect a lot of things, my mental health, my productivity, the success of our business, the health of our marriage. I mean, countless things that that can affect. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Cause God gives us the gift of 24 hours every single day. It is our choice as to how we are stewarding that time. And it doesn't mean, like you said earlier, we have to cram it with something in every nook and cranny, but it's being intentional with what we're allowing in and what we're not. So this has been such a great conversation, Amy. Thank you so, so much. And I look forward to us continuing in the community. Thank you, Lisa. It's been so great. And I cannot wait to keep the conversation going. So are you challenged, inspired, or both today? Here's the thing. Our time ought to be focused on things that are building the kingdom. So this issue of your media consumption is not going to go away anytime soon. In fact, it's only going to get bigger as we have more devices, more streaming, more gaming, more opportunities. My favorite nugget from my conversation with Amy was that in a media world with no limits, It's our responsibility to set the limits, AKA healthy boundaries. Now you might want to go back and listen to the redeem her phone time series that we did last spring, or maybe you want to go cold Turkey for a time, or just pick one media to consume less with healthy limits. No worries. There's no shaming, blaming, or framing. It's all about what God is leading you to do with your media consumption and guaranteed whatever it is, You just might find you actually do have more time than you think without it. I can't wait to talk more with Amy inside the Redeem Her Time community on today's community question. And here it is. What is your first step to assessing and addressing your media consumption? Nothing is too big or too small. So come join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community to share and get great feedback from me and Amy. And while you're there, you can grab the free Redeem Her Time phone wallpaper to put Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 in front of your eyes. So before you unlock your phone to consume what's waiting, you'll think first before getting drawn in. And be sure to go check out the Peaceful Entrepreneur podcast, especially episode 37, wink, wink, and grab Amy's free business brain dump and energy management worksheets that I will put in the show notes. Since we know this is gonna be a struggle, Before we get sucked into another media outlet again, let's take this to the Lord. Lord, thank you for your good gifts. Thank you for your creatives who create beautiful and meaningful media for us to consume and reflect what you've put inside them. But God, we confess it's easy for us to give too much of our precious time and attention 
to consuming what takes us away from the gifts that you have placed right in front of us? Would you give us wisdom to discern what media is serving us well and what isn't? Open our eyes to see where media might be in excess and how we can experience it with moderation. Thank you for your grace as we face this challenge on a daily basis. And may each woman listening today not just hear our voices, but ultimately hear your voice about this issue and step out in faith to obey and experience more of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, we'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.